All right. Hey, this is Brent Leary, and it's been a little while since I've done a LinkedIn Live. I've been all over the place going to all these conferences, so I'm glad to be back home. It's actually a little cold here, but that's all right. I'm still glad to be back home, and I'm really glad to be talking with a gentleman who has been around, seen it all, done it all in the CRM space. Actually, we're going to talk about that, uh, you know, seen it all, done it all, because Got to go back to 1989 to actually talk about that. All right. So the one and only John Ferrara, the founder and CEO of Nimble, but he was also a co-founder of something called Goldmine that happened back in 1989, 30 years ago, kind of at the very start of the whole contact management software application revolution. So Mr. Ferrara, thank you for joining me, man. Mr. Leary, it is a pleasure to be here with you and your audience today. You know how much I um, I love our chats because uh, we we get soulful and we get real and we get to the we get to the facts. Just facts, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little storyteller. <laughs> All right. Before we jump into that, the other thing that we have in common, and I bow my head so people can see the Rams logo. You are. Like maybe the only other Rams fan I've ever met in the CRM industry. <laughs> so yeah. a kindred spirit just for that. I love my Rams. There and, it is. Uh, and last year was a good year for the Rams. It was. I was at the Chiefs game. I was at the Cowboys game. Oh, those are two great games. I, 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 I loved every moment of it. This year... You know, I think we got a little bit of uh, stumbling going on, but uh, but I think we have a good crew, and I think we're going to finish strong. Yeah, you know, it, it always seems to be the case when you go to a Super Bowl and lose. The next year is kind of a rough year. You got mm -hmm. what they call the Super Bowl hangover or something? That's what they say. I think we have a little bit of that, and I also think we have a little bit of, uh, you know, Todd Gurley not – Quite being Todd Gurley, but I, I think our offensive line is suffering too. Well, so, that, yeah, it's not know, the same as it was. If we don't have a run game, we, we don't have protection for the quarterback. It uh, the yeah. offense suffers, and then if the offense is suffering, then the defense is on the field too long. Then they get tired. Yeah, and it's recipe for disaster. All right, so uh, we're just going to start talking about football the whole time. No, <laughs> no but. Uh, Thanks for, for taking time. I wanted to speak with you specifically before the end of this year, because it is 2019. You did co-found Goldmine in 1989. To my mathematics, that means it's been 30 years since you kicked this whole thing off. And what started off as contact management is involved in the CRM and customer experience and customer engagement and whatever you want to call it nowadays. But when you started off with Goldmine 30 years ago, did you imagine it would look like what CRM would look like in 2019, 30 years later? You know, it's hard to imagine where things will go. Um, but when I started this whole industry, it was about it was about people connecting with people. And I think that in some respects, CRM lost its way where it stopped being about relationships, started being about reporting and command and control. And I think that uh, the reason they call it Salesforce after four salespeople to use it. Nobody in the right mind would use a CRM if they weren't beat on to do it. Brent, you don't use a CRM. 
Paul doesn't use a CRM. Most of the CRM analysts I know don't use CRMs. And why? Because unless you basically are trying to, to keep your finger on the pulse of the business and the hand around the neck of the salesperson, you don't need a CRM. But what you do need is you need a relationship manager because your network and your brand are your net worth and the people that you connect to are critical to your life's success. And I think in our overconnected, overcommunicated world, it's getting harder and harder to manage and nurture the relationships around you today. And I think that we're going through a renaissance in relationships today. I think social media is increasing the transparency and the expectations of the people that we connect to on a personal and business level, the companies that we connect to. And I think that CRM needs to reimagine itself to not serve management, but to serve the customer facing business team members that are engaged on behalf of the company. Yes, you said a lot there and I, I agree with a lot of it. Uh, I did a, a survey with uh, folks over at Small Biz Trends a little earlier this year. I love Anita. Yeah, Anita, shout out to Anita Campbell, absolutely. And we just asked this, uh, just this one uh, question, like a poll question, and we asked what were the what were the main challenges from a CRM perspective that you you still have? How are you still fighting with CRM? All right, so I think we allowed them to, to list their top three challenges, and we had a list of things they could choose from. Mm -hmm. uh, about 500 people did the did the poll question. The number one, uh, I think it was with 46%, the number one challenge facing these folks still today in 2019, too hard to put in data, too much time put in data, too much time to update and maintain the data, too much time to find the data when you need it. That was 46.5% of the folks said that. Do you see my hands? <laughs> yeah. Should I pass the plate? <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, that, 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 that the biggest cause of failure serum is lack of use. And the second is bad data because basically human beings aren't designed to type data into computers. Brent, do you know how to touch type? No. Neither do I. <laughs> I, I finger pecked. And, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it's hard to type stuff in. And, that's basically why you got to beat people to do it. And most people don't. But then when they do, people change, company changes, and the data becomes crap. And I'm going to tell you the other thing. Today, CRMs are designed for salespeople and maybe a little bit of marketing people. But ultimately, the people across the whole company, they don't use the CRM. Every single team member uses a separate tool in different departments, sales, marketing, customer service, accounting. And the thing that should unify everybody, which is the contact email calendar system, Office 365 or G Suite, isn't a team relationship manager. You don't have a common contact database for the whole company, which Office and G Suite should be. And then you have silos of contact departments. And that's what made Goldmine different was everybody in the company lived in it. And so no matter who picked up the phone, you knew who you were talking to, what happened, who did it, what's going to happen, who's going to do it. And you need that to deliver a consistent customer experience. And today we don't have that. You have bits of it. If you buy Salesforce and Pardot or, you know, uh, uh, you know, a combination of sales and marketing, but accounting and customer service are still sort of siloed. But the biggest thing is your contact database. And that's why I'm so excited about our relationship with Microsoft, where we are effectively 
the recommended simple serum for Office 365 today. So if you buy Office and you want a team relationship manager, I'm not even talking about CRM. If you want to be able to share relationships across the whole company that has a contact record that's enriched with people and company data, the history of interactions, our email calendar and social, and the ability to use that updated enriched contact record in your email, in your sales, marketing, customer service, accounting program, that's what Nimble is. And I think it's one of the reasons why Microsoft signed a global reseller agreement with us and they are pushing us into their global distributors. We've signed up about 20 of their top distributors and over a thousand bars in the past six months, all based off the premise that we are a simple tool on top of Office and a gateway to the crown jewels, which is Power BI Flow, Power Apps, Azure, and Dynamics. I want to circle back around on you know, the Microsoft relationship a, a little bit, but are you surprised that it's still, well, let me ask you this way. Uh, with all the technology that we have at our disposal and, and you know all the the great data resources that we have at our disposal, there's, there's a lot, there's a, an abundance of things to help folks find, catch, and keep good customers. Yeah. But is it actually any easier today than it is 30 years ago? Does uh, the tools, do they come with a, a, a layer of complexity that even these great tools even today still aren't really simplifying it as, as much as it needs to be? Well, I think if you look at the, and, and there's a broad spectrum of tools that we're talking about. And if we're gonna talk about CRM or market automation, which I think is kind of the center of where you and I are kind of focused on, which is the tools that map the customer journey uh, and the engagement thereof. Um, I think that, I think what broke things is people love their gold mines and ax, right? You had to rip those things out of uh, salespeople's hands. And that was because it served them. It helped them engage. Siebel came out and basically made an enterprise out of it, right? And that enterprise tool wasn't designed for the salesperson, it was designed for management. And, the, and basically Outlook came out and it effectively became the contact tool. And so you lived in Outlook and then you basically fed Siebel to get management off your back. And I think that's where the disconnect happened. And Salesforce has effectively become Siebel. Tom, um, Mark Benioff built Salesforce by punching Tom Siebel in the nose and saying, you're complex, expensive, and you're not designed for salespeople. He built a cloud-based SFA tool, but then basically he evolved into an enterprise CRM. And I think that they are too complex. If you look at the typical CRM, it's got way too many fields and way too much stuff to do. And it's really all designed for capturing what the salesperson is doing in order to run reports on them but it's not enough to enable them to engage. And that's why the sales and marketing technology stack is so exploded. Today, you can't just buy a CRM. You've got to buy sales intelligence and sales enablement at a minimum because you can't give salespeople market automation uh, software. They're never allowed to touch Marketo and Pardot. You've basically got to give them intelligence, which is like a map for soldiers. And that's LinkedIn Sales Navigator, Discover Org, who've bought everybody, and uh, and then some sort of outreach tool like uh, Outreach IO or Salesoft. And when you get done buying all those tools, you're spending five hundred dollars a month 
uh, per rep per month. And they don't even know how to use that stuff. So then you got to buy a sales administrator to manage it all because these things don't really talk to each other. And I think that what people are looking for is a simple tool that has the contact management, that has the serum, that has sales intelligence and has the outreach templated email tracking stuff all built in for an affordable price that just works together and makes them more nimble, shall we say. <laughs> Why did I, am I not surprised that it ended with that? <laughs> well, wait, 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 I got one more for you. <laughs> more nimble so they could build their gold mine. Oh, <laughs> man, now we're doubling down. Okay, that's just, uh, <laughs> all right. So, all right, the second one, number one was that it's just too hard and too time consuming to put in data. But the second one I thought was really intriguing. Hmm. Uh, uh, the second one, I think it was 36% of the people said that they don't know what CRM does for their business. So yes. they know what CRM is. They know it's something that a lot of companies use. Mm -hmm. And because of that, they feel like they should be using it and how it will actually impact their business. And and that And that is the big thing right there. Because ultimately... CRM is a box. It's a box that you, it's a database that you define what goes in and what goes out. And you have to have a purpose for that. You have to have a purpose to put things in and a purpose for taking things out. And most business people don't understand the necessity of having a customer journey workflow database that enables them to uh, track and empower people to engage effectively and so they buy the serum because they think that they, because everybody else has one. And then they basically use it as a, as a glorified contact database. So the, there's 225 million global businesses, less than 1% use any CRM. Most people's CRM is spreadsheets and email. And, uh, and the ones that do use CRM, they basically use them as a glorified contact database. It's a place to put names and numbers and have tasks and notes. And, and heck, you could do that in Office 365. All right. So where does AI fit in in helping small businesses see the value of CRM? I mean, everybody's talking about it. Yeah. Everybody, every I went to like 25 conferences this year. AI was definitely, you know, one of the first, if not the first thing people were talking about. Uh, but there seems to be a disconnect between uh, what AI is and how it can help a small business and how it could help a small business from a CRM perspective. So how can AI help small businesses see the value in CRM? Well, I think that when you start looking at big data, social, uh, and AI, you're able to look at patterns and people and to uh, synthesize um, the ideal customer and to focus sales reps on them. I think that sales reps are like Labradors in a room full of tennis balls. Uh, and, uh, and, and it's hard for them to focus. I mean, they're people, people. And so they need some guidance, right? They need an ability to basically know who to call, what to talk about and, um, and what their next steps should be. And, and they're not just, we're, they're human. They're not really great at that. And that's what machines are really good at. Machines are good at looking at a lot of data, looking at patterns of the data, and deriving recommendations off those patterns. And that's what AI does. And so you've, you've, you've interfaced with sales reps before and you've seen good ones that just excel 
and you've seen mediocre ones and you've seen bad ones, right? And you could take the good ones and look at the motions they do and the people that they sell to and the ones that close the fastest and buy the most, and then use that as a pattern to find the net new leads that rather than calling uh, all hundred of the leads, you call the five good ones or you know all 10,000, you call the 500 good ones. And then um, you do the patterns that, that work the best, right? You use the documents or the, uh, the customer recommendations or the customer stories that uh, drive the best results. And so that's what AI can do for uh, a marketing automation system or a CRM. But I'll tell you what, Brent, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, but I will say this. So I'm uh, I'm on Microsoft's advisory board uh, and I go to Redmond twice a year. And I was up in there in November and I got a briefing from the Dynamics team. Uh, I don't know if you know Alyssa Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she gave a briefing on um, uh, this next version of Dynamics that's coming out. And I saw AI in there, Brent, that blew my mind. It was... It was it was like a sales rep's dream, and it had the ability to within the, the CRM record to uh, make recommendations uh, and to tell them things that were literally next generation. And um, and this is my vision. So Microsoft has billions of customers, right? And so the majority of those customers are actually SMB. The majority of the businesses, maybe not the people, like the bodies at, at all the companies, the enterprise have a lot of bodies, but there's a big chunk of SMB, customers that are individuals or teams of two to 25. And our vision is that we will be the simple CRM on top of office that helps Microsoft resellers start selling business solutions on top of office because today, they don't sell business solutions on top of office. They sell plumbing to plumbers. They sell backup and security in office, but they're not selling modern business solutions. And for Microsoft to hit their numbers, they need to get those resellers start selling solutions on top so they could begin to start selling the Power Apps, Family of Products, Azure and Dynamics. And so they need something to help digitally transform themselves so they can start digitally transforming their customers. And that's what Nimble is to Microsoft. And in just the same way that, that Goldmine Enterprise required a seed of NT server, SQL server, and Exchange server for every seed of Goldmine. We became Microsoft's number, number one ISV, and they basically pushed us to $100 million in revenue. Today, we're the training wheels and gateway to the Power Apps family of products, Azure, and Dynamics. And there will be buttons inside of Nimble that you could actually purchase and upgrade to those, including Dynamics. And so, I think that we could become Microsoft's largest Dynamics reseller in the future. Isn't that kind of crazy? Sounds intriguing. It leads me to another question because um, outside over the last three weeks, four weeks, I mean, Microsoft has been announced in partnership after partnership. I mean, they, you know, at Open no, Salesforce, Salesforce. Uh, AT and T around uh, you know the 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 whole five uh, G thing. Yeah. Service now. Why? What makes Microsoft such a good partner? It sounds like you would have some inside. Sure. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a simple reason. Okay. <laughs> billions of cost, billions of users, and hundreds of thousands of resellers. And if you want to access those resellers, 
And therefore, those customers, you need to be in Azure because Microsoft's not going to party with you unless you're driving Azure consumption, mm. period. And so that's why Adobe ported uh, a major part of the marketing platform to Azure. Because yeah. if you're going to co-sell with Microsoft, Microsoft's field sellers are uh, measured on Azure and Dynamics consumption. And often. And the announced uh, Commerce Cloud is is going to be able to be available on Azure too. That's right. That's yeah. right. And and Salesforce is no dummy. They know <laughs> that basically their their customers grew up on Word and Excel. And even though some of their customers dance with G Suite, Microsoft has eaten G Suite. Today, there's seven million G Suite customers. There's 185 million Office 365 customers, and that's just a fraction of the billions that are going to transform from on-prem to the cloud. And so Salesforce knows that they got to play with Microsoft in order to serve their customers effectively. And they don't have a cloud like Azure, right? And so their choice is they can go play with the Google cloud or the AWS cloud, which I'm sure they do. But the majority of businesses in the world, they drink Microsoft Kool-Aid, <laughs> okay? And, and, and basically, um, when they're going to put their servers in the cloud, they're going to put it in a place that's recommended by their trusted advisor, which is their reseller, who are Microsoft resellers for the most part. And so basically, Azure will be the place where all those servers that are still in closets today get moved to the cloud. And if you want to play in that cloud, you got to be part of the cloud, which is one of the reasons why Nimble switched from AWS to Azure. And we've embedded common data services and soon Power BI Flow and uh, and Power Apps into our platform to basically enhance the basic CRM functionalities that we deliver and give our customers and our partners or resellers the ability to modify the platform to build net new screens out of Power Apps, to build workflow automation out of Power Automate, it's now called Power Automate, not Flow, and to build, um, uh, visualization reporting out of Power BI, mm -hmm. and um, and a certain portion of our customers will outgrow Nimble because we are a simple CRM, and there'll be a button in Nimble where they can basically upgrade to a Nimble layered version of Dynamics. I don't know if you ever looked at Dynamics, but Dynamics kind of looks like a mainframe terminal still a little bit, and <laughs> it takes months and tens of thousands of dollars to implement. Imagine you basically have Dynamics implemented in five minutes with this beautiful layer and it'll serve a certain portion of the marketplace and, and help us become the training wheels for uh, that platform. Today, Microsoft gives Dynamics and Power BI to all their resellers, a fraction of them even use it, let alone sell it. <laughs> wow, okay, so yeah, the whole Power Platform. So so Azure is, is really the driving force. These other components are-, are Building uh, blocks, they're building blocks. They're building blocks, but Azure is like, it, well, it seems like you know, it, AWS kind of owns the, you know, the SaaS, but it, from an enterprise perspective, it's like it seems like Azure is really starting to take hold there. Nobody has a field sales organization like Microsoft. And I'm not just talking about their resellers. They've got Microsoft personnel at every single major corporation in the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And. And, and basically those people are dancing with the other sales companies, the SAPs and the Oracles and everybody else. And, um, and I think that because of the, the fact that 
worldwide corporations drink the Microsoft stack. They know how to do building blocks with all the, the you know, they learn how to do the, the macros in Excel. And now basically that's sort of an extension of the Powerhouse family of products, which are building blocks to then build applications in Azure. And then the applications actually talk in all that, that work with common data services that enable you to build those building blocks to extend into all those other applications. Those would be the applications will be easily adopted. And once you are adopted into the flow of data and the automation, it's hard to rip you out, right? It's like you're part of the system. And so that's why we made the decision to partner with Microsoft. That doesn't mean that we still don't work with Google. So Nimble will layer on top of G Suite, Gmail, iCloud, but Office 365 was a bet that we made five years ago. And I'm gonna tell you why. So 30 years ago, there was no NT server. If you're a business and you wanna to tie together PCs, you bought Novell and you bought it through a Novell reseller. So imagine me in an apartment, 28 years old, and I basically have built Outlook and Salesforce before either existed. How do you sell it? Well, when I was at Banyan, I got my butt kicked by the Novell resellers because I was selling at the enterprise level network operating system. They were selling at the work group level through a trusted advisor. So what I did is I called up, I cold called all the top Novell resellers in the United States and I got them to use it because people sell what they know and they know what they use. They started to resell it. That's how we got to our first $100,000 uh, a month in revenue. But then Microsoft hired my old boss, Jim Alton from Banyan. He built NT server, SQL server, and exchange server. And at the same time, my customers said, we want a more scalable database than DBase. We want a, a better transport than POP and IMAP. And so we basically built Goldmine Enterprise, which solved our customers need to scale. Our partners need to make more dollars on every Goldmine dollar. But more importantly, we help put NT Server, SQL Server, and Exchange Server on the map. And mm -hmm. so what happened was NT Server 8 Novell. Okay, go to today. G Suite pioneered cloud productivity, email conduct, and calendar. Microsoft didn't come out till five years later, but Office 365 has eaten G Suite. And if you think about it, NT Server, SQL Server, and Exchange Server is Office 365, Azure, and, um, and the power family of products. And so just like we drove adoption of Microsoft's crown jewels with gold mining, got to $100 million in revenue, that's exactly the position we are today. And most SaaS CRM uh, CEOs are driving eyeballs through AdWords into SDRs to, uh, to close them. And that's a lot of money per lead. So each of those leads costs them 10 to $20 uh, an eyeball. And then those SDRs, those inside sales reps, cost them 100 to $200,000 a year, which is why all of the SMB CRMs are moving to mid-market. And so basically they're all getting more expensive and they're all basically competing in death spiral to AdWords and they don't know what a channel is. They don't know who Microsoft is. And basically we're betting on the channel. We're betting on Microsoft. And we believe that you can get to 10 or $20 million a year with AdWords and SDRs. But if you want to get to 100, 200, $300 million like we did at Goldmine, you need to have people selling for you 24 hours a day around the globe. And that's what we built with this Microsoft partnership uh, gotta wrap this good a couple of quick topics at you and right. your take on a few things here all right so uh where does voice fit into smb crm ish kind of stuff 
You know, I, I, I still think that uh, the phone is, is critically important to engagement. Uh, if you were to look at my inbox, I'm going to scare you here, Brent. What's the number on my email? Unread email. Or <laughs> is that right? <laughs> yeah, you, you can't fake that. So, it, if you, which is basically what typical enterprise reps are doing today, they use SalesLoft and Outreach.io to send me these automated emails, and they think they're actually going to get a hold of me. But the ones that actually get a hold of me are the ones that pick up the phone and, and call me, right? And you know what I do when sales reps call me? I flip them around. I sell them nimble. <laughs> but but the reality is that the more digital we get, the more human we need to be, and that uh, and that the phone and face to face is so critical to business success. And you need the ability to have auto dialing on the phone and auto logging of calls because sales reps don't like to dial the phone. They won't make as many calls, and they don't like to log their calls because it they have to type shit in the computer. Right. Well. well all right, let me ask you, uh, voice interfaces. So being able to speak to your CRM application as opposed to, you know, the traditional typing and swiping. And clicking. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is I think voice is integrated in all the things that we do today. So if I want to say, hey, Siri, uh, set a reminder for me when I get to work, to, uh, eat some cake, right? Uh, so there it is, right? And, but the beauty is, is that since that's built into the operating system, okay. then therefore it's built into Nimble. And so uh, I base automation has evolved so much. Do you remember Dragon's Speech? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You oh, don't yeah. think about that anyway. <laughs> no. Yeah. Dragon's Speech required to run and it didn't run. <laughs> gotten good voice uh is just sort of ubiquitous the thing about technology brent is when it becomes ubiquitous it disappears so right. do you remember the internet when they used to talk about e-toys and eye contact and we talked about the internet now we don't talk about the internet anymore because it's just there do you remember 10 years ago when social first came out we talked about social serum and social selling now right. we don't talk about social it's basically just sales and marketing right, right. and so it just disappeared and so I think that voice in AI at some point is just going to become ubiquitous and disappear. I think voice is already there. I love that because I, you know, write a ZD night column on that stuff. So I like to hear that kind of stuff. Um, all right. So it's been 30 years since Goldmine and you started right. Nimble, what, like in 2010 or somewhere around there? 2011. 2011. So eight years since then. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to ask you to project eight years or 30 years in the future, but let's, let's say like two, three years because technology changes so quickly. That's the equivalent of about 10 years. What is going to be, what is going to be driving customer relationship management? I'm not talking specifically about the app, but about, you know, the process and yeah. even, you know, you know, the, the, you know, everything that goes into creating customers. Yeah. We're going to be driving that two or three years. Do you think AI will be significantly playing a role in that process? or is I, I, I think there's going to be a layer of AI in all of it. But ultimately, I think that we're still siloed and walled off. I think that there are still walls between sales and marketing, customer service and accounting, management, and uh, the contact databases. 
And I think that that's got to be fixed in that there has to be a, a universal system of record of relationship for business. And that that record has to be able to flow and work in all the places that you work. And so if you're in customer service, you might be in your customer service application. If you're in accounting, you're in the accounting app all day. If you're in sales, you're in the sales app, marketing, social, whatever. But those are all separate con separate databases. And what we've done with Nimble is we bi-directionally uh, synchronize with uh, 200 plus SaaS business apps in order to automatically build your serum for you from the data yard having your business, starting with Office and G Suite, and then going into the sales, marketing, customer service, and accounting apps that you use to create a universal system of record of relationship. And then because of our browser plugin, we then work back in the applications that you use. So I don't care if we are your CRM or we work with your CRM because we provide the sales intelligence and engagement tools that your CRM doesn't have and the team relationship system that your contact platform doesn't have. And so I predicted into the future that most CRMs will work for you by building themselves and then work with you wherever you work because the biggest cause of failure is CRM you have to go to it to use it and you work for it it doesn't work for you and that's why they basically get beat on by managers every 30 days because basically they're not doing what they're supposed to do and uh they shouldn't have to that's what a computer should do for you and ai should then layer on top of that to tell you who you should call when you should call them what you should talk about what their business is about and how you best serve them. Because Brent, we're on this planet to serve each other. Say, service is the new sales. Uh, I think I told you when I uh, sold Goldmine a year later, I got a head tumor, almost died. And I went through a sort of a journey of self-realization. And I came to the conclusion that we're on this planet to grow our souls. And we do that best by helping souls. And so if I was to predict where Nimble will be, in the next three, five, six, ten years, I would love it to be serving 50 million people to power their dreams, to power their relationships, that it basically becomes that tool that we all use to build our network and our brand and therefore our net worth. And uh, and I think I do I can do that best by basically partnering with uh, Microsoft because they own the customer. And they uh, they own the businesses. And if we could help Microsoft achieve its dreams by driving adoption of their crown jewels, by serving their customers to achieve their dreams, by building better relationships, then I'll achieve my dreams because my dream is to power others. My dream is to power people. And, um, and the best reward I get is when somebody stops me and says, John, you changed my life. And, um, and that's what I'm here to do as long as I can do it. And those are the words of the right Reverend John Ferrara. Amen. <laughs> Thanks for your time, man. This has been great. Where can people who may, there may be a few people out there who still don't know uh, as much as they should know about Nimble. Where can they go? I uh, Go to nimble.com and uh, it's a two week trial. If you like what you see, use the code John40, J-O-N-40, and uh, you get 40% off your first three months. I think that code should still work. And reach out to me. Let me know who you are and how I might be able to blow a little wind in your sales. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, yeah, because I, I, I love connecting uh, people about common passions. I'm going to leave you with my five F's of life. Uh-oh.
Let me give you the close up here. All right, give it to So, so I really believe that people connect on on commonalities. Do, do you see these books back here? Yeah. So basically, if you want to get to know John Farrar, if you would actually go look at that stuff, you'd get to know what I'm about, right? There's books on astronomy. There's book on archaeology. There's books on travel, on airplanes and uh, technology. We connect on five Fs of life, family, friend, food, fun, and fellowship. These are the things that create the intimacy and trust that helps us to connect and stay connected. Not the fact that you and I do CRM, right? That's like my business lobby, right? Mm -hmm. We connect because I love that you love your mom. I connect with you because you and I love that same dang football team, right? <laughs> you and I connect because we have a similar philosophy of life. And, uh, and I think that if you're going to go connect with another business person, that you should take the time to get to know them and build that relationship that will help you ride through the bumps of the inevitable business shit that happens. So that would be the sixth F, football. <laughs> Go Rams. Go Rams, baby. Go Rams. And on that note, thanks, man. This has been great. And I look forward to speaking with you in the next year and the years ahead.